God's word for our meditation this morning is our epistle lesson from 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Paul writes, We do, however, speak a message of wisdom among the mature, but not the wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. No, we declare God's wisdom, a mystery that has been hidden and that God destined for our glory before time began. None of the rulers of this age understood it, for if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. However, as it is written, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and what no human mind has conceived, the things God has prepared for those who love him, these are the things God has revealed to us by his Spirit. The Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For who knows a person's thoughts except their own spirit within them? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. What we have received is not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, so that we may understand what God has freely given us. This is what we speak, not in words taught us by human wisdom, but in words taught by the Spirit, explaining spiritual realities with Spirit-taught words. The person without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God, but considers them foolishness, and cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the Spirit. The person with the Spirit makes judgments about all things, but such a person is not subject to merely human judgments, for who has known the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. This is the word of the Lord. NZT84. Have you heard of it before? No? It's a fictitious drug that came about through a novel a long time ago, but then a movie in 2011, and a TV series that lasted just one season a few years after that called Limitless. And the premise of this story is that this man comes across this drug, NZT84, that opens up every part of his brain. That he can remember everything from his past, everything he's ever learned, everything that's ever happened to him, and his reasoning and his intuition is uncomparable. And he helps himself out, and he helps solve a crime, and, and different things happen to him. Would you like a drug like this, <laughs> NZT84, to, to remember everything, to never forget anything? to connect all the dots for you, to use human reason and intuition to its fullest extent. I guess it's a myth that you only use 10% of your brain. You've probably heard that number before. I think most people believe that, but I guess it's a myth. Neurologists have shown that you use most, if not all, of your brain at some point during the day. But the fact is we forget things. <laughs> the fact is we don't remember everything that we learned. The fact is, we don't have perfect intuition and reason, do we? But wouldn't it be nice? Humans seek after knowledge, don't they? They seek after wisdom. Whether you realize it or not, you are always learning. And some of those things are useless, right? 
Right? A, a lot of the things that we just watch on TV or maybe see on our social media really are just useless knowledge. They don't help us a whole lot. And other, other knowledge does help. But really, there's a problem with all of this knowledge that we seek after, all of this wisdom that we long for in this world. There's two problems with it. Number one, it can't give you the answers to life's biggest questions, like, how do I get right with God? What happens to me after I die? And all of this wisdom and all of this knowledge that we seek after and we want in this life it's just temporary. There's a man who lived a long time ago, uh, about 3,000 years ago, who was considered to be the wisest man of his time and, and, and up to that point, and maybe is still the wisest man who has ever lived. And he wrote a book. And in that book, he wrote about all of his wisdom, all of the knowledge that he had about every facet of life. And you know what he called that knowledge and that wisdom? Meaningless. And you know what he called the accomplishments and the achievements and the riches and the pleasures that became because of all of that knowledge and that wisdom? You know what he called those? He called them meaningless too. Because this wise man named Solomon, who wrote this in the book of Ecclesiastes in our Old Testament, understood with his wisdom that None of this earthly wisdom and earthly knowledge will ever bring you peace or true happiness. He realized and understood that all of it was absolutely temporary. He calls it a chasing after the wind. In the end, it's all for nothing. In the end, it means nothing. It's this same wise man who wrote in another place in the Bible. Actually, he wrote our first lesson this morning that we read from Proverbs chapter 9, where he talks about wisdom, right? And a wisdom that calls out to you, a wisdom that says, come, come, my table's set, come and buy, or, come and eat, come and be satisfied, come and enjoy. And the wisdom that this wise man Solomon is writing about here is not the earthly wisdom and knowledge that so many of us seek after, but that divine wisdom, that wisdom alone that can satisfy, that wisdom alone that can bring you the promise of peace and life and joy and happiness and contentment and give you answers to those big questions that nothing else in this life can. Wisdom that satisfies. Wisdom this world cannot give you. Friends, God wants to give you that wisdom. God wants you to have that wisdom that lasts. And that's wisdom that can only be revealed by the Holy Spirit. Wisdom that speaks to how are we saved? How do we get right with God? What about life after the grave? What is the purpose of my life here all about? God wants you to have that wisdom, and he gives that wisdom freely through his Holy Spirit. God gives you answers. To why is there suffering in this life? And what do I do with my struggles and my troubles and my worries? Right? The earthly wisdom that seeks after these answers can't give you satisfactory answers to those things. But the wisdom of God does and can. 
listen again to what Paul writes. He says, we speak a message of wisdom among the mature, but not the wisdom of, the, of this age or the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. No, we declare God's wisdom, a mystery that has been hidden and that God destined for our glory before the time began. None of the rulers of this age understood it, for if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. However, as it is written, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and what no human mind has conceived, the things God has prepared for those who love him, these are the things God has revealed to us by his Spirit. And then he says a little later, he says, he gives us a spirit from God so that we may understand what God has freely given us. Friends, God longs for you to have this wisdom, this divine wisdom that only the Spirit can give, this wisdom that gives you the answers that you need for this life, this wisdom that's not just temporary but is eternal. Friends, God created you. God has redeemed you. God is the one who, who gives you everything in this life, every breath, every blessing, the one who gives you the promise of life after this one. How can we not take time to listen to what he's got to say to us? Why is it so easy for us to, to let all of the other voices in this world crowd his out? Why is it that we're so quick to seek after the worldly wisdom and the worldly knowledge instead of this divine wisdom that God says, I want to give it to you. I want you to have it. I want you to freely receive what I have to give you through my spirit. How can we not listen to this God who loves us and created us and forgives us and redeemed us and promises us eternal life with him? And I know, I, when you think about life, I, you know, many, one of the many excuses that I hear is, well, there's just not enough time. <laughs> I mean, life is so busy. Well, if that's the case for you, that finding this divine wisdom, listening to the Spirit, receiving what God freely wants to give you is, is something that just doesn't fit in your schedule, and at least do some mental math with, you, with me this morning. And, and just, you can't get it exactly, but add up in your mind the minutes that you spend looking at social media and the minutes you spend watching TV and the minutes you spend doing a lot of things that you know really aren't that important. Spend, uh, add up the minutes that you watch the news or read the news and you're gaining earthly knowledge, maybe some earthly wisdom. Add all those minutes up and then, and then add up the minutes that you do spend listening to the Spirit. The time you spend in the Word of God. The time that you spend receiving that divine wisdom that can only answer these big questions in your life, that, that this wisdom that only is eternal. Friends, if you're like every other Christian, you're going to see there's quite the disparity, isn't there? Seek after that divine wisdom. Seek after that wisdom that comes through the word. And friends, it's easy to do. It's not hard. All right, most of us have 
devices in our pockets that you can, you can have an app that has the Bible right on it or, or pull up a daily devotion. If you're like most people, you've got multiple copies of the Bible in your home. Right? You can go and you've probably got devotion books in, at home. Right? We'll, we'll give you a devotion book here to use at home. Right? There are so many opportunities for you to be in God's Word here and receiving that divine wisdom, that wisdom that, that matters, that wisdom that is eternal right here at your church. Let me just check in the news bulletin. How many opportunities there are to be receiving this divine wisdom through the Spirit? And all of these opportunities are, are not to just teach you Bible history. They're not to teach you facts and dates and names. The, the, what we teach, uh, the knowledge that you get here is not self-help on how to be a better person. Right? The knowledge and the wisdom that is imparted from that word of God is to see Christ. To see your substitute and your Savior. To have the mind of Christ. That's how our section ends here. Paul says we have the mind of Christ. We don't have the mind of the world. But as Christians, we have the mind of Christ. And friends, let's have that mind of Christ. So what is that? What is the mind of Christ versus the mind of the world? Well, the mind of the world is to seek after the things of this life. To be focused on the here and now. To make my life comfortable. To make my life happier. Right, to get ahead in life. And a lot of the wisdom of the world that leads to this, again, is either useless, isn't real helpful, or is just temporary. But conversely, that mind of Christ leads us to who we really are. Having that mind of Christ reminds us and grounds us in what we are here for, what the purpose of our lives is. Having that mind of Christ is what gives us that hope and that certainty of something beyond this life. That we are destined for more. Having the mind of Christ means being focused on Christ. And seeing in Him our peace. That every sin has been taken care of. That peace has been made with our Heavenly Father. That there's nothing we have to be afraid of. There's no sin that has to weigh us down. Because that Christ took those sins and he nailed them to a cross. When we have the mind of Christ, we know the joy of living in the love of God. That we know that there's nothing in this life that can separate us from him. That there's nothing in this life that can take that love of God away from us. Right? We live in that joy when we have the mind of Christ. Friends, when we have that mind of Christ, our lives become not about us, but about living for others and loving others and forgiving others and being compassionate and kind to others. With that kindness and that compassion and that forgiveness and that love that has been first shown to us through Christ. Friends, we have the mind of Christ. 
When we see the things of this life for what they are, they are temporary. When we see the achievements and the accomplishments of this life for what they are, temporary. And we see the life that this Christ came to bring us is a life that is beyond this world. To a life with him forever. Friends, let's have the mind of Christ. And we get that mind of Christ when we meet with him in his word. We have that mind of Christ when we come back and we hear this divine wisdom. And we receive this wisdom through the Spirit. When we get this wisdom that the world cannot give us. This wisdom that is personified in Christ Jesus. In our gospel lesson, Jesus called himself the bread of life, right? And he wants you to come and be fed. He wants you to come and be nourished. He never wants you to go hungry. He never wants you to be lacking. He says, come and feast, and you'll never go hungry. You've heard the phrase before, you are what you eat, right? That's a very old phrase, actually. It, it seems to have originated back in the early 1800s from a French lawyer, for some reason, who said, this is the exact quote. He said, tell me what you eat, and I will tell you what you are. Tell me what you eat, and I will tell you what you are. Of course, he was talking about your physical self, right? What you put in your body affects your mind, it affects your body, it affects your health. But there's a spiritual component here too, isn't there? Tell me what you're eating. Tell me what you're consuming in this world. And I'll tell you what you are. <laughs> are you consuming what this world has to offer you? Are you consuming and feeding on worldly wisdom that is, one, useless, two, can't answer the big questions of life, or three, is just temporary? Are you spiritually starving yourself? Are you spiritually malnourished? And maybe another question to ask ourselves this morning is, how about those in our care? Our children? Our grandchildren? Are we spiritually starving them? Tell me what you eat and I'll tell you what you are. When we're feasting on the bread of life. When we are feasting on these blessings that only Jesus can give, on Jesus himself, and that peace and that forgiveness and that joy and that hope that only he can give, I'll tell you what you are. <laughs> you are a child of God. You are grounded in that love that your heavenly Father has for you. You are finding that peace that only Christ can give you. Friends, let's have the mind of Christ. Let's continue to feast on this bread of life. Let's continue to open ourselves up to that spirit and receive that divine wisdom. That alone that can give us those answers that we need to those big questions of life. Like, how am I saved? Where am I going after this life? What's the purpose of all the suffering that goes on? You have the answers. Find them in Christ. Feast on this bread of life. 
have that mind of Christ that doesn't just give you knowledge for this world, but gives you wisdom for eternity. Let's have the mind of Christ, dear friends. God grant it. Amen.